Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Daydream of Wolves podcast. Welcome back. I have been saying this for a number of years and I'm glad it's a practice that carried over into 2020. I have so many podcasting ideas for this year. But yeah, just wanted to make a slow, gentle start today, tell you a little bit about my time off, about my plans for this year, and also about tarot as a light and dark practices that I want to share. So I've been on a longer winter break, it took two weeks off, which I hadn't done in years, and that was really beautiful. I really noticed that the first week was like important, and I tidied a bit, I read a lot, I had a lot of naps, but the second week I arrived at a much deeper level, and I was like, wow, I am really sad that so often we are just, you know, doing long weekends, or a week here and a week there, and actually two or three weeks it's the shit it's so beautiful <laughs> and I haven't even been thinking about work or you know listening to business podcasts or journaling about business ideas I was just really letting it be and that was, was feeling so good I think I was lacking some clarity in some areas of my business about what I wanted to do next and I have a lot more ideas now and I think yeah it was really important to just kind of completely look away for a moment and just let it rest because it is winter still. I have also been back on Instagram for the holidays. Um, I came back because the election in the UK just before Christmas was really sad and I didn't want to be alone with that sadness. I kind of wanted to be around others to shout into the void together. Um, I have left again now because while it was fun and I really loved seeing my friends and their food and Christmas outfits and sharing some stuff, I also felt really distracted and spent a lot of time on it. I'm still using this um, tracking app called ZenScreen and I just noticed that, you know, I was worried about going back to work and I also have a new puppy, which I'll tell you about in a minute. So timing is important to me. I really want to honor my energy and time and there's so many things I want to do. Um, so I left again and I maybe that will be a thing maybe I'll come for a week every few months or so um, to kind of check back on how it feels I'm not sure yet but yeah I have a puppy his name is Ernie and he's wonderful he's a very small black dachshund cross mix I think in the US they're called sausage dogs um, I had applied for a shelter a few months ago and I was initially interested in an older dog who was really sweet and wonderful but for all kinds of reasons um, I didn't uh, qualify for him. I don't know if that's the right word but basically he needs other things than I have um, and so uh, yeah they had confused my paperwork so that only became clear on the day when I was at the shelter which was a few hours away. Um, but they had this litter of puppies that they hadn't advertised because they knew if they did, then, you know, they would totally be overrun with people just wanting the puppies. Um, and yeah, they asked me if I wanted to hold one and I held Ernie and it was really beautiful. We had a good cuddle and then I slept on it and the next day I said yes. And then a few days later he moved in. That's, um, been two and a half weeks ago and my life has been completely turned upside down. Um, I mean, I've had a puppy before. Orlando was an older puppy when I got him. He's almost 10 now, well, nine and a half. And he was very quiet. Looking back now, I think he was almost a lot like a real puppy. He knew so much stuff already. And 
Um, Ernie is really different. He has so much energy. He loves to play. He can be quite loud. He's really getting better at sleeping and he's learning stuff all the time. It's a real big joy to be with him and also it's very exhausting and I hadn't necessarily planned for a puppy and and I'm so glad that things turn out this way because I think I am someone who really struggles with change and this is such a sweet way to learn from him and build confidence, confidence around change and just really think about what that actually means to me and where I'm flexible, where I'm not and we're just growing together as a pack and I'm so glad it's really cool. I've also made a few changes to my Patreon, um, which had been kind of hibernating a little bit, I guess, in the last quarter last year. Um, it has shrunk a little bit, which is sad, but I also totally understand. I think I just shifted um, a few things, you know, like my business projects are now being signed up through my other business. And so that's to be expected. Um, but I would like to grow it again because it's really given me a lot of stability and space and uh, energy to create more things that I care about and I'm so grateful for everyone who can contribute to that. So my program Embodied Magic has come to an end after two years which feels really good because I think it's something that I really needed at a particular time in my life um, and I've put everything in an archive so that's still available I'm just not producing new content for it at the moment. Um, so yeah it used to be a monthly membership and it's shifted into an archive now, but there's other life stuff um, that's happening every month. So every Patreon at any level is now getting access to the 30-module archive from Embodied Magic. Um, so that was a program each month with a themed kind of ritual kit with ideas and practices, playlists, tarot spreads, self-massage practices, meditation, journaling prompts, really beautiful things. And you can access all at once. Um, and kind of go at your own pace or you can choose a theme that kind of fits to where you're at in your life right now. You're also getting access to my community on Mighty Network. So there's lots of like-minded people, I think about 130 at the moment. Um, and within that, we have weekly journaling prompts, which is really sweet because, yeah, it's just nice to journal together. It's a nice way to get to know each other, even for introverts. And I always love seeing what comes up for people. You also get 10% off tarot readings from me and free digital version of all my zines all the time. So there's a link to my zine library currently. I think uh, there's five and there's two more in the making at the moment. So that's exciting. And then most importantly, you get free access to some of my live classes. So at the moment, for example, I'm running a class called Tower is a Light in the Dark. Um, which is a, is a three-part class. The next session is tomorrow. The last has been last Saturday and you can get the replay for that. But basically, I think I'm allowing myself to be a little bit more playful this year and to dive into specific topics for a short period of time. So I think what I didn't want to do anymore is this like long, ongoing commitment to producing new content for Embodied Magic every month. And instead, I want to be excited about something like I am about tarot at this time of the year. I mean, I'm always excited about it, but it's, there's just something particularly that's kind of important to me right now. And so I'm offering this three-part life class. People come together for it. There'll be replays, and then I'll, everyone can move on to the next thing. And I think that's cool for you too because you get to kind of dip in and out of different things at different times of the year as you kind of have time or energy or interest in it 
um, you always have access to replays in the archive. Um, and yeah, I think that's just like a more sustainable and fun way to do things. Um, other changes in my life, I really want to make more visual art and write more. I really, really want to complete my first book finally this year. I think the ideas I have for it have really shifted. So while it's technically almost written uh, in its first draft, I now feel so differently about a lot of things. So there will be a lot of editing in the next few months, but that's okay. It's a slow process. Um, I want to be off screen more often. Um, I want to write more zines, obviously. That's something I'm really excited about. And yeah, these are my updates. I want to share a few things that I love doing at this time of the year. So obviously, January is a time, I think, where many of us are a little bit stressed out about where we're at in life. I think it's, it feels almost similar to having a birthday and being like, oh my God, another year has passed. You know, am I where I'm meant to be? What's next for me? I'm trying really hard to be chill about that because there's just so much going on in the world right now and you know what can we do but start with ourselves and take it one step at a time and trying to kind of stay grounded and all of this um yeah so one practice I love doing is choosing a card um rather than drawing one so I think I don't really like doing year head spreads because I find them too big and overwhelming there's just so many cards, I really have a hard time taking it all in. And in my experience also, we engage with them in January and then by March we have completely forgotten them. Like I know very few people who do a big year head spread in January and then consistently come back to it throughout the year, which I think is a bit of a shame in a way. Um, it's almost as if we're kind of downloading more than we can actually chew. And also I think that there can be it can bring up anxiety you know like I think we all relate differently to the more challenging cards or the darker ones I think they're really important and I enjoy drawing them sometimes but also if we do a year ahead reading which feels very heavy right away that's tricky you know and <laughs> I also want to hold that we always are co-creating through our decisions and that there's so much openness in our next steps anyway so and so instead of doing a year head spread that overwhelms me, I sometimes really like choosing a card for the year head. So I'll take my deck out and I will spread it out on the floor, like really get every card out. Sometimes I put them into order, which I just find interesting in terms of like looking at patterns, seeing what card has come up for me a lot the year before, um, and just seeing how my relationships to the different colors and themes and symbols has changed. So I'll lay, lay them all out and then I will really sit with the card I want to work with that year. I really want to work with the star card this year um, for all kinds of reasons that I won't bore you with right now. But anyway, you might have different feelings. And so each month I will do a little ritual and I will um, take the star card out and I will um, draw a card on what to release in order to be closer to the star. And then something, I will also draw a card on what to invite in order to be closer to the star. Two years ago, I've done the same thing with the King of Coins because I wanted to learn more about my relationship to money and stability, which has been really good. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed that practice. I also really like choosing a plant friend for the year ahead and really inviting that slowness of getting to know both a tarot card and a plant. I think that there's so much speed in how we think we should learn 
um, and share things. And so that's definitely been true, especially in the beginning. When I first got into herbalism, I wanted to read all of the books. And I thought, unless I know the properties and name and all that stuff of like at least 50 plants, it will, it will never come to anything. <laughs> and now I feel like, oh gosh, there's just a handful of plants that I really love. And I'm trying to think about what I have to give to them in return because I get so much comfort and joy and support from them and they're supporting my body in this really beautiful way. So my plan for the year's rose. Um, I feel like there's a real beautiful connection with the star card. So star card and rose, those are the two things for me this year. And I wonder if you want to choose one too. Um, another practice I want to share is about reflecting on the past year. So um, what I invite you to do first is to take a moment uh, with your journal, if you can, pause this episode and write on the question, what are you hoping to gain from working with the tarot and your intuition this year? I think that's a really juicy question, even if it's like common sense, you know, like before we start this practice, why don't we really write down what we want to get from it? I think that's super important. Um, and it might really change over the years as well. Like this might be an interesting question to come back to at the end of the year to see if you still feel similar and to see if you um, have actually gotten that out of your practice. And then um, my next invitation is to choose a card for each of those questions. So those four questions, I'm going to add them in the show notes as well, um, are questions about 2019 to help you kind of release, reflect, um, process a little bit deeper. And I'm asking you to not draw a card from your deck, but instead to look at this question and choose a card that you think best illustrates your answer, and then to write a little bit about why you've chosen that card. So I think that's just a different way of journaling or approaching our own mind. And I think that kind of mixing it up and being very visual and thinking in terms of symbolism and archetypes is sometimes really helping us access a deeper level of our own truth. So I have worked with these questions first just as journaling prompts and then as I was teaching the Tower of the Light in the Dark class I work with them as in the way that I've just described and my answer was quite different I was really surprised like pleasantly surprised it was very cool and insightful so the questions are first what am I grateful for to 2019 the second one is what were my major themes the third one is what I what do I want more of and the fourth one is, what do I want to clear away before I start a new chapter? Ooh, okay. And then I'm also sharing a tarot spread with you. So again, I'm asking you five questions and you're invited to draw, this time draw, a card for each of those. And the questions will be in the show notes as well. The first one is, what do I need to know about my next steps? this can be as small as a, or as big as you want it to be. I feel I really like the openness of this question. Like instead, you know, for example, choosing a card or drawing a card for each month of the year ahead. For right now, I just need to know what are my next steps? Like how am I feeling about what's happening that's, that's coming up for me? And then the second question is what can ground and support me right now? So with this question, I really want to connect with my body and I want to really check in with myself around what's needed rather than tuning into the stories of um, around what self-care should look like, what I should buy right now. I want to know what's really needed, what can ground me and support me right now. The next question is, what dream wants to be dreamed in 2020? And that's really interesting. I The card I got for this 
um, question was the um, magician, which is big. And yeah, that's interesting because it's obviously not totally straightforward. If you ask me instead, like, what are my goals for this year? You will probably get, you know, a list of things that I would like to achieve, la la. But approaching it from this sense and kind of like getting away from those to-do lists a little bit more and saying like, what would it be to achieve being the magician this year? Or like, how, how is the magician my dream this year? What can be embodied in that? I think that's interesting to me. The next question is, which archetype will be my guide? And I really like the idea with that of um, kind of turning to a specific archetype to receive support and guidance and that's again an engagement with our own mind I think and with our environments and that the way that we understand divinity or spirituality or however you want to call it I got the two of ones for this question and so there's a, a real sense of decisiveness and moving forward and clarity in that card for me and so maybe it's not necessarily a card that I would have chosen as a guide card so I would probably have chosen the snack card probably um but I'm challenging myself throughout the year to whenever I'm making a decision or I'm in a challenging situation to turn towards the two of ones and see what I think this card would would tell me or advise me and then the last question is which quality can I develop in myself which for which I got the nine of cups and I was like so cool I just want to expand my capacity to hold my wishes and dreams as important and achievable and as me being deserving of them so yeah that was my little overshare about Tara's light in the dark I would love to hear what kind of readings you're into right now what kind of practices you do in January if you're in the community please share over on Mighty Networks um, if you have ideas or requests for things that you'd like me to teach this year please let me know. I'm uh, doing the breathwork training level two in March in California and I'm really excited for that. So breathwork and visual art and zine making is something that I will share more about this year and I'm really excited for that. And yeah, also want to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Um, it's going into its fourth year, I think. That's great. It's so exciting. I have many amazing guests coming up. Um, next week, I'll be talking to Rebecca Arif and I've interviewed a bunch of other cool people. So yeah, there's lots coming up. Thank you so much for being here.